Welcome to Con Café for the 24th day of August, year of our Lord, 2021. And we're looking at the Epistle of James, chapter 1, 10 verses, 17 through 27, in the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. In a devotional I'm calling, Do What the Word Says. <laughs> and it's incredible what we can learn, as we'll hear in the passage, by studying and listening and reflecting and praying on the wonderful, incredible things the Bible has to share with us. Distractions are many. The world comes at us from every side, every corner, and uh, we tend to be tempted and, and drawn to those things, but in reality, the true beauty lies in in the holiness and perfectness of God and God's love for you and God's love for me. Nothing, nothing, absolutamente nada that the world offers can compare to what God has shared with you and with me. If you choose to ignore it, throw it to the side. It's on you. But I say we take it up, enjoy it, be blessed by it, and bless others with it as well. So now, dear friend, hear the word of God as we find it in James chapter 1, verse 17. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. For your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness, and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in the mirror. For they look at themselves, and on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. And if you are a person of God, say thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Well, a happy and blessed Tuesday be yours, Concafe family. And may this day be filled with wonderful, unexplained, awesome blessings from God and that you, dear friend, will respond in kind. We continue to pray for those for whom we have been asked to pray. And I would add that prayers have been blessing Jay and Janie Munoz. From what I understand, she was able to eat something last night, which was Sunday night. And today, early Monday, Jay had some jello, and that's good. They're also going to be eligible to receive an infusion from a hospital. I believe it's tomorrow, 
and we pray that blesses them with the healing they need. Please continue to pray for them and pray for others. Pray for one another and prayers for your needs as well, dear friends. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of the Concafe family. And I pray this will bless you and give you the strength, the hope, whatever it is that you are seeking, that God would just bless you in a wonderful and special way. Well, this letter is believed to have been written by the brother of Jesus. This is an ancient tradition who was also believed to have been one of the twelve. Now, some ancient sources and modern sources dispute those claims, and even genuine knowledge of who the true author uh, was gets kind of um, only to the point that it was a Greek-influenced Christian, or we could say Hellenistic believer. It is also held that this letter was more of a sermon than a true epistle. It is believed that it does contain some of the principles behind the Sermon on the Mount. And there are, in this version of the letter, 108 versions. And I'm talking about uh, the uh, Revised Standard Version of the Bible, which I used to study, but I quoted the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. And there's an emphasis on works more than just belief. James's approach is to encourage believers to live like believers. What a concept. <laughs> if you're going to be a believer, well, live like a believer, not a talker or a poser. His idea, as he states almost immediately, is that if we try hard enough, we could indeed just be the first fruits of his creatures. And this is an incredible notion for James, that God has shared every gift that we have. Gift of faith and gift of response and gift of love, gift of charity, because he wants to stir up among these first believers the first fruits of his creatures, meaning that we will actually believe and we will truly live what we have learned from our Savior. Now, the writer of this letter, James, outlined some helpful areas and ideas that would work. For example, we could become better listeners who in turn reflect and pray before speaking and as a result take time to ponder how we are to respond to what we hear. Instead of angrily reacting, we want to lovingly and peacefully respond to what we hear. James says, honestly enough, that there are already enough hotheads in the world. Did you ever stop to think about that? There are plenty of hotheads. Don't believe me, get on any freeway or any traffic jam and watch. <laughs> get out of the way. And hot-headed, angry people seldom get anything except black eyes busted lips, and in some very sad cases, jail time. I recently saw a video about a self-defense instructor tell his students the true story of a bar fight where these two men did go outside to settle their dispute, and the first slug to one of the other antagonizers sent that person straight to the pavement where he hit his head and he died, thus the arrest and long jail term of the other person. Now, in normal, everyday life, this person that went to jail for a number of years would not have gone to jail. He wouldn't have gone to jail in this instance had he thought about what led to this fight. All it took was one slug, one punch, and a man was dead. And as a result, this man lost some years of freedom because he couldn't control his anger. Now, and instead of teaching moves and blocks and hits, 
This self-defense instructor spoke of how to respond to antagonistic challenges. What are you looking at? Is a question that some can easily take as a challenge. And this man said, why don't you say, I'm looking at your shirt. I used to have one like that. And it brought back some fond memories of when I wore that shirt. Or something along those lines. You throw the guy off, he's expecting, you know, some challenge in return. But if you say, well, I was just looking at you in the shirt that I used to own like one like that. And it was a good memory. And it throws him off. What about the question, are you staring at my girl? Yes, I am. Is her name Michelle? I used to go to school with, with Michelle, in fact, in fifth grade. And she helped me so much back then. I wanted to see her again. I still do. And thank her for the positive things that she shared with me. The person I am today is a result of what Michelle did for me. Now, some of you are saying, well, isn't that lying? Well, it's, it's a good distraction. And what are the alternatives? This little distraction or a fistfight? A black eye? A busted lip? Or jail time? What about the question, what's your problem, buddy? My dad, he just died. Oh, sorry to hear that. Now, I believe this is a radical way of responding rather than reacting. Because James writes, anger does not produce God's righteousness. Now, think about what I've said, what was said in this video that I'm quoting. I'm not advocating for us to be liars. I'm not advocating us to be distractors. In, in a negative way, but what I am doing is change the conversation to something that's more neutral that gets you away from violence and live in that way. Now from within, as the gospel passage from yesterday said, we should rid ourselves of the root things within us that cause the trouble and the squabbles and the list of sins that we read about in Mark chapter 7. Sordidness, even that word is dirty to me, sordidness should have no space within a believer, within us, within you and me, to grow. How about the word wickedness? Now wickedness seems better in a Broadway play about characters from The Wizard of Oz than truly being the rooted evil within our hearts. Think about that. A sordid Christian, a wicked Christian, <laughs> No. Instead of suspiciousness, why not try a welcoming spirit laced with meekness that comes from God's word being a part of who we are, of what defines us? For after all, as James wrote, it has the power to save your souls. And we want to live our lives as people who have been saved. Saved away from a life of violence, a life of dishonesty, a life of evil, a life of sordidness, and saved to the life of abundance, as Jesus said he had come to bring in John chapter 10, verse 10. So live like a true believer instead of a bench warmer or a pew warmer on Sundays. Those tend to fool only themselves or so they think. James' example is like when we look in a mirror and almost immediately forget what we look like. I'm guilty of that. 
Many a Sunday back in the past, one could have asked me what color tie I was wearing. More than likely, I had already forgotten. If instead we would spend time looking into the teachings of the law, for example, the Ten Commandments, the passages we see where Jesus speaks about freedom of believers as being set free by God that we can find throughout the Bible, and reading passages like from Paul or James where he never gave up, we will learn true ways in which to live and interact with others. We will become known as those who truly live like Jesus. And it's way better to live as a believer than one who speaks of what a believer might look like. And a good measure of that is the words we use with others. A person who uses his or her tongue to cut down, to belittle others, or to scare others, they have fooled only themselves about their fakeness. True religion, says James, is that of caring for orphans and widows while they are in dire need, while keeping yourself undefiled by the world. In other words, our job, your job, my job as believers, dear friend, is to live a life that impacts or untaints the world instead of letting the world taint us. Isn't that an incredible, wonderful concept? We should be, as Jesus said, the salt and the light, that which makes a difference, that which makes a positive impact on the world around us instead of the other way around. Let's pray. Loving God, let it be that we will be the ones who make the impacts of life on the dreariness of this world. With your brightness and your light, free us truly for joyful obedience and help us to save the world. For we pray in Christ Jesus' strong name. Amen. Again, dear friend, thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this ministry. I praise and thank God for you, and I pray that you well, share this blessing, if indeed has blessed you with others. And here's your challenge. Have a great and blessed day in the Lord, and live a life of hope among those who are hopeless. You know who they are. If you don't, God will reveal them, and you'll be in their midst tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon. And I hope you will know exactly what to say and how to be. Again, thank you for joining us. Receive my blessings of hope and peace. I'm Pastor Adi Wadavera. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.